Hello and welcome to Chai With Us podcast on YouTube. Today we're going to, we're on episode 20 and we're going to discuss what life is like in Tenerife and in the U.S. Okay, and I am... Oh, I'm Ivana from Okolo Isabel. <laughs> We've done so many podcasts now that I think that you guys already know us. No introduction is necessary. You know who we are. You just have no idea what tea are we drinking, right? So today I'm drinking this iced tea, uh, like the, the same old And you? Uh, rose hip. And today it says, the little messages on the tea bag says, make it, drink it, love it. Make it, drink it, love it. Okay, I like it. I like that. It's like a slogan, yeah. right? Yeah. Make it, drink it, love it. Like tea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today we're going to talk about our experiences about living in Tenerife and living in the USA. We, uh, I am in Europe and you are in the States. So I, we thought that would be a good idea to give you a little bit of a, of a sense on how, how is it to, to live in mm-hmm. such different countries and cultures and, and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Where do you want to start? Yeah. Well, let's start off with the economical aspect of living in these two countries and what it's like having a job, finding a job, job opportunities in the country. Mm-hmm. Okay, so with the coronavirus, I'm guessing that the situation is completely different right yes. now. Um, so I will try to, to tell things that I know for a fact, but mm-hmm. it is but probably since we are in this situation, they are not that valid, okay? So bear mm-hmm. with me in here because probably uh, because of the situation, things may change. Uh, but in order for you to find a job in Tenerife, usually it's easier if you start looking for jobs in the south area because Tenerife okay. is a very, very um, commercial uh, and mm-hmm. traveling and touristy place. So you can find a lot of jobs in the South. Uh, they, from experience, I can tell you that, that jobs are not very well paid uh, because there are a lot of people who, like me, just came here to look for a better life. So there's a lot of competition. So jobs are not very well paid, but it's relatively easy to find a job. The thing is, there's not a lot of variety. So you would find jobs in restaurants and clubs or bars because it's basically what exists in the in the south of the island in the north of the island the northern part that's where you find like normal common mm-hmm. jobs not only um you know uh, from to tourists people um so you will find yeah. stuff like being a teacher like which is the job i have and it's a little bit difficult to find jobs uh, it's a little bit difficult to find jobs you kind of have to uh, spend some time here and get to know people so you can uh, I remember when I visited Helen and she lived in southern Tenerife there was lots of resorts there like just the, all the beaches had many resorts and many people coming yeah this part of the island is pretty much just made for tourists hotels mm-hmm. uh, houses even uh, even the, the normal houses where we live they are like apart hotels and you know, mm-hmm. you don't have a lot of like normal buildings like we have here in the north. In the mm-hmm. northern part of the island, you can find like a normal life. 
I used to mm -hmm. live in the south. I had a job as a as a waiter and then as an entertainer, mm -hmm. uh, and I was working for a, like an airline company. So you know, oh, wow. it's like just tourist tourist wise mm -hmm. um, jobs, and that was totally fine. But I needed to feel like I had a real life because yeah. like the weather is always the same. People come and go because you know. Uh, not everybody can make it in the island and things didn't feel very real. So I had mm -hmm. I had to move. I felt like I had to move. And in here, um, to look for a job is a little bit more difficult. But once you have a job, you are you're settled. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You can actually mm -hmm. live here and live very comfortable. Um, mm -hmm. With the coronavirus, a lot of people lost their jobs, especially yeah. because of the, due to the fact that it's, a tourist island so everything that was related to tourism uh it's well it's not here anymore now slowly it's starting to come back but we never know so uh, uh the situation is a little bit complicated i would i would guess that right now it's very difficult to find a job and if, if, either if you are up north or or down here you are lucky if you got to you know mm -hmm. to, to keep your job Mm -hmm. Yeah, in the U.S., it's so vast and different because we have 50 states and each state has its own um, own job market. Mm -hmm. What I do love about the U.S. is that anyone can come here and make it. You might not be working on your job, but if you come here and you, and you find a job, you can work and you can send money back home. So living in Chicago, what I saw a lot of was people coming from Africa and India and China and driving cabs in Chicago. And so they would come and they would just work for six months and that was enough for them to send a lot of money back home and then they would go home and, and spend three to six months at home and then they would come back again. Wow. So when we first came here, like my mom was a nurse in her country, but we came here, she was a maid and so she worked for the maid service. And for her, that was really difficult because she didn't like being a maid, but you know, we earned money. And the same thing with my dad. My dad started working at a company and worked his way up in the company. So if you have a skill set or even like, you know, just being a taxi driver, all you need to know is how to drive. You don't, there's no other skill required. Mm -hmm. So that's what I love about the U.S. It's one of those things that if you want to work, you will find work no matter what you're doing. But with that being said, I don't like the way that work here is set up. Um, most people in the U.S. get two weeks of vacation and that includes your six days, six days. Mm -hmm. So in the two weeks, like if you get sick, like that includes that that includes your sick days. I had only 10 days. So if I wanted to go somewhere, I, I didn't want to use up all my 10 days immediately. And you see that across the board. And the crazy thing about that is that most Americans don't even take those two weeks. They just because they're scared that if they leave, they might somebody else might find a job and take oh. their job. And so, which is so crazy to me because I grew up in Europe and I was 12 before I moved here. So in Germany, you would get six weeks of vacation and that yeah. was normal. Yeah. And so I grew up with the, with the concept of like, oh, you have six weeks. That's normal. Yeah. That's what you do. And you also have this thing too, where like everyone is so focused on working and then like just having the weekends free. And that's just how life is. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's not like you're in Italy and you go and you have your cappuccino for, for two hours and you just sit at a cafe and are talking. We don't have that. We don't have that two hour cutoff, you know, like there's no, um, what's it called? A siesta that I saw in Spain when I was visiting. So I've had this opportunity to visit many different countries in Europe and I saw how completely different their work style was from ours. Mm 
Yeah. I remember when I was in Italy, this man told me to go to Boca Dase and I asked him like, well, what do you do there? And it was just this like, kind of like in Tenerife where you and I went, it was like this ro- bunch of rocks and it was on the water. And so you got to watch the waves and he goes, so you go there to think about life. And I kind of laughed at him. I'm like, what? <laughs> But that's exactly what happened. Like I went there and I sat there and I saw all these Italians in their jeans and they took off their their shirts. So they were laying out and bathing in their bras and the guys were sunbathing and everyone was just relaxing and watching the waves. And I was like, wow, if yeah. I was in the U.S. right now, I'd be stuck in an office working. And I was definitely not thinking about life. Yeah. So do you think that in the U.S. there's this culture of like you shouldn't you shouldn't have a rest? Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Like, because I mean, there's only like one day that all the stores are closed and it's Christmas day. Otherwise, most of the stores are open during holidays as well. And what I I used to love Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is the holiday we celebrate in the U.S. And it's about like getting the family together and being thankful for all the things that we have. Mm -hmm. And typically like the day after that is Friday and that's when we have a lot of sales. And so now, like some stores were even opening up on Thanksgiving night and letting people in. And I hate that because what started happening is they started taking away even our holidays. Because you know what I mean? If you're open on Thursday, that means that somebody is not able to be at home and enjoy dinner with their family because they have to go to work. But I feel like in this in this culture in the U.S. is like we want it now. We want it fast. And so in order to have it fast, you need to have people that are constantly working. Yes, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah, and it takes. Yeah. And so I don't know. That's the one aspect that I don't like. There's no joie de vivre. You know what I mean? Like there's no like, let's just enjoy life and, and sit back and have a drink or um, there is like during certain holidays, but you only we only have, I think, like five or six national holidays and then you get your vacation days. But like I said, most people don't even take their vacation. So looking for a job, uh, like I said, there's all kinds of jobs. And if you're willing to just start at the bottom or, or start maybe working somewhere where like that's not typically what you do, you're going to find the job that's right for you. So there's all the possibilities. You just, you know what I mean? You just, like my mom, she didn't like working for the mates, but it made money and she was mm-hmm. able to find another job out of that. Yeah. If you um, want to move to a different country, it's about mentality. You have to exactly. be willing to do something different. I have never worked as a waitress, you know, when mm-hmm. I, my, my life, uh, my working life started as, you know, I was a secretary. <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> I mm-hmm. never imagined that I was going to be a waitress one day, but that yeah. came up at, in the moment. And that's, I, I just took it, you know, because I wanted to be mm-hmm. here. And eventually I got to a different place and, mm-hmm. and that's it. If you move to a different country, it's, it's a complete new world. Yeah. Uh, it's like you are not you. You are, you are, you are the new, the new guy, the new uh, person in yes. the building, and so you have to 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 do what it takes, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think it's important to network. I talked about that in one episode when I was talking yeah. about how to get a job. It is so important to network because even in Chicago, they say like who sent you, and then if you don't say like a name, they're like, well, we don't want anyone that no one sent. So, you know, they want somebody to come with credentials of people that they know because it's still, even though it's a big city, it's still a small town mentality. Uh And so, you know what I mean? It's, it's, I think it's difficult when you first come to the U.S. and you don't know anybody. And so then it's important, especially if you speak English, it's so important for you to start going to networking events, to join a Kiwanis or a Rotary, because those things are free. Like you just go and you join and you can sit in on a meeting and that's how you meet people and that's how you network and you start telling people like what kind of job you're looking for. And you will find somebody that, that will help you. Almost always, like if you're looking for somebody, there'll be people that will like help you get a job. Mm-hmm. That is great, great advice. 
uh, right now, I mean, with the coronavirus situation, the people, we people who have dreams about moving and living in different countries, like I live where I, where I want to be living, but now I think about the people who would love to be somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And the situation mm -hmm. is so crazy right now. Um, I was talking to some Indian friends and uh, I love India. I want to go to India. I want to visit. You want mm -hmm. to go back to India. And right mm -hmm. now the situation is just so crazy and we are so yes. right now to move. Um, mm -hmm. That it, it, it got me thinking, you know? Mm -hmm. thinking Maybe it's not so bad where you are. No, I love where I am. I, yeah. I I love where I am. That's I've been here for almost six years. So I mean, mm -hmm. I really love where I am, and I'm not moving anymore uh, unless something very dramatic happens. You know, I don't think I will be moving again, and I love mm -hmm. it. And um, I wish we all the coronavirus situation just ends, and people can, you know, some people had to go be with their families in Italy. There's um, a very large Italian community over here, so a lot of Italian. Uh, people had mm -hmm. to go back home, you know, because they were they, they had no jobs, and you know, I'm mm -hmm. willing for everything to be okay again, so they can yes. come back, and so other people can come to, um, you know, to to know this beautiful island. Mm -hmm. yeah. How would you and how would you describe the social life in in the U.S.? The social life is nice in the U.S. Um, it depends on where you are. It's a little bit better if you're in a big city. So in Chicago, we have uh, what's called Millennium Park, and it's this park that has a, like a, a concert area, and in the summer, every night of the week, they play different music. So maybe Monday nights is jazz, Tuesday nights is R&B, um, and so every, uh, every night after work, at around like five or six, people go to the park, they bring picnics, and they bring food from after work, and then they listen to different concerts. And it's free. It's completely free. Um, and on the weekends, and so one of the nights, they also do a movie night. And so you can come and watch a movie. And on the weekends, they do fitness classes. So you have aerobics, there's Tai Chi, there's yoga, there's Zumba. Wow. So I used to go to the Zumba classes. And it's so much fun to do Zumba in the park out in the open instead of a studio. Yeah. So there's lots of free things you can do in Chicago. Um, there's also, like, when we have, like, the... Um, what's it called, the film festival that comes to Chicago, you can go and see movies that are just presented at different, like, you know how they present movies at Sundance Film Festival? Uh -huh. Well, they have a film festival in Chicago as well where you can watch some of the same movies that are being presented, and that's always really neat as well. So if you're in a big city, the entertainment is really nice, the social life is really nice. We have a trail that's um, maybe like 10 kilometers, and you can run on it, you can bike on it, you can walk, and we have, like, I think, um, maybe 13 or so beaches, like very small beaches, not like nice beaches that are very like big, but short beaches all along the Lake Michigan. And so we have, I mean, Chicago is really nice. The only thing is it's very flat. So there's no hiking in Chicago, but like yeah, there's that. really good. There's really all the movies come out first. So if you are like a movie buff and you love going to see the, the movies in the theaters, they always come out first. Um, what I love about it is all the high rises, and most of them have bars, so you can go on a high rise and have a drink and watch the city at night. That's really nice to do too. My favorite thing about Chicago is the architectural boat tour. So you get on a boat and you, you go around the Chicago River and Lake Michigan, 
and they tell you about the architecture in Chicago and some of the history of Chicago and how it rebuilt itself. And uh, it's really neat to learn about all the different buildings and how they were built. Okay, I'm going to. Yeah, Chicago has a beautiful sky, skyline. Yeah, you should definitely come and visit me when I go back there. Yeah. Um, the public transportation is excellent. I I lived there for I think four or five years and I never had a car uh, because we had buses, we had the elevated trains, which is like a subway, except mm -hmm. it's elevated. Um, then also they have this thing called a car ride share. So basically you get a card and there's all these cars that are parked in certain places and you go there and it's, it's via satellite to so you move your card over the sensor and it opens the doors. And then you just rent the car for a couple of hours and then you bring it back and you leave it where you found it. And so that was amazing. So if I ever needed a car to go out of the city because I had to go somewhere for work, I would just rent the car and I would go for like a couple of hours and I'll bring it back. And if you need like an extra hour, they text you and they message you and they say, your time is almost up. Do you need extra time? And so I love that, like car sharing, because I didn't, I didn't have to have a car. I didn't have to have insurance. The only thing that sucks about Chicago is the weather. Like it is brutal in the winter. Like it, I mean, the wind is so rough. You feel like it goes through you. Like you can feel it in your oh. bones. And in 2014, I think it was, is when we had the snow, snow apocalypse is what they call it. And so it was, oh no, it was the polar vortex. That's what it was. It was colder than the North Pole. Can you imagine? Like actually no. in the city, it was so cold. There was, it was actually warmer in the North Pole than it was in Chicago. And all our pipes in our buildings downtown burst and there was flooding in the, in the buildings because it wasn't built to withstand that kind of temperature. So when people build these buildings, they never thought that it was humanly possible that we would get oh. to that temperature. <laughs> wow. So if you can suffer through the winter, the summers are amazing. And usually summer starts like around May or end of May. And it goes until about September, sometimes if we're lucky, into October. And they're beautiful because each – so there's 77 villages is what they call them in Chicago. And each village has its own like little neighborhood block party. So in the summer, like on the weekends, you're going to these different block parties. During the week, you're going to the park to watch – to listen to concerts. Yeah. Uh, so um, life there is amazing. Now, I live in Mobile, Alabama right now is where my parents are, and it's a suburb. And it's not like that. Like here, we have the opera, and we have the theater, which is nice. Uh, and you have movies as well and arcades. But other than that, it's not like every day we, there's an event happening that you can go sit and watch. And it's just different. How would you say, like, the social life is? Like, I mean, do you have your group of friends, and then you attend all of these events that you said? Or is it more like, for example, in the UK, where you can just go by yourself somewhere and then people talk to you in the park, you know, or like the German people who just sit down and yes. with you? Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I would it say it's in Chicago, it's, it's difficult to make friends. I think because people come there with groups. There's mm -hmm. lots of big schools, like big universities that are around Chicago. And then when they move to Chicago, they just make friends with the people that were in the same university. Mm -hmm. So I think it's very difficult if you did not grow up in Chicago to make friends because people stick to their groups. Okay. So most of my friends were, were work friends, people that I met at work working in court. Um, and then, but I did meet lots of people through meetups. So it just depends. Like it's, I would say it's both ways. Sometimes you can go to places like doing Zumba class and you start talking to the person that you're, that you're, uh, you know, doing Zumba with. Um, and then other times it's very difficult and, like, and people are not so approachable. So I think it just depends. It, it's half and half is what I would say. Okay. So I live in an island. So social life here is very <laughs> different from everywhere else in the world. Uh, what we do for fun, we go on hikes, we 
go to the beach, uh, we go for walks. Uh, there are a couple of museums, not too many museums. Uh, we have a few cultural happenings, but not too many cultural happenings. There are not a lot of concerts, just, you know, sometimes you have one thing or the other. Uh, okay. It's a small island, so you pretty much know everybody. Even though you don't know the person, you for sure know someone who knows that person. So it's a very small island. Uh -huh. um, and that's pretty much what we do for fun, I guess. There's not much to do, and I totally love it. I really don't care. Um, and since I'm in a Spanish island, uh, people love to spend a lot of time in bars, like outdoors in the terrace, just uh -huh. Year, or having one coffee and stay there for two hours like Italians do, like Portuguese. Yeah, we don't do that here. We, we take the coffee on the go. We, we take the coffee and then we speak and then we stay there for hours. And, yes. And it's, it's just, that's what people do here. Um, mm -hmm. Canarian people are very open, uh, but they have their certain limits. Uh, as mm -hmm. far as my experience goes, they are very very nice and they talk to you and they tell you things and they are you know you feel like you go somewhere and you feel like uh family but then they don't really go very deep into friendship mm, yes because i think that they are so used to be here like by themselves you know mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. it's like one of these tourist islands that all of a sudden a lot of tourists came here and so they are, and it's normal, they're just tired of us, you know, like, what are you doing? You're here, go home. Uh, yeah. It's a very quiet island, and then all of a sudden there's a lot of movement and everything. So I get that. And they are mm -hmm. very close together, like their families and their cousins and their everything. So it's not like you come here and you're going to have a lot of scenario friends. Uh, mm -hmm. In six years, I have, like, three Canarian friends and I don't see them that much, you know, mm -hmm, uh, but it's mm -hmm. also normal that I get together with uh, people who are not from here because we can relate more, you know, relate exactly the same experiences as I do, you know, and mm -hmm. we, we have a lot more to talk about um, yes. just because we have more things in common and we kind of get together more because we don't have our families here. So mm -hmm, we mm -hmm. have to build our families. So what happens is that usually like the people from outside, uh, you know, the us we, who once were the tourists here, we get together mm -hmm. and, and create our own families. And that's, mm -hmm. uh, that's how it goes. Uh, people get together a lot in, in their houses. Uh, if you have a terrace, you usually call people on, on this mm -hmm. like, random afternoon and we get together in the terrace and we just drink beers and talk mm -hmm. about life. Uh, I think we have a, like a, a very healthy social life, I would mm -hmm. say. Because sometimes in the city, I live in Lisbon and this is like shops and bars and shops and bars yeah. and bars. And it looks like everything is like um, made for you to spend money. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And here we... It's like normal for the Spanish culture, of course, it's not like Madrid, not like Barcelona, but it's very normal to see like young people mm -hmm. get their drinks and they sit in the yeah. park and just, you know, chill and, and talk about life. And I love that about this. I, I miss having theater and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. okay. But yeah. I love the fact that, I don't know, here we're like free, you know, we are in a different mm -hmm. reality. It's so cool. Yeah. 
with all the things I mentioned, because there's so many things to do, you always have to like message a friend and ask them like weeks in advance if they can go somewhere with you. Oh, because if you don't, like it's very difficult for you to call up someone like right now and ask them to hang out because most of the time they already have plans. And so you always had to plan everything. If you're going to have dinner parties, they have to be planned like a month in advance. If you wanted to go like out to a bar, you have to plan at least two weeks in advance. And yeah. sometimes I don't like that. You know what I mean? Like I miss the thing about the suburbs. What was nice when I was younger was I could just call up any friend and we could hang out at that time you know what I mean and we didn't have to do anything like maybe we'll just drive around the city and we'll stop by the mall and walk around the mall and I'll buy anything but just hang out and so nowadays I feel like that a lot of people don't hang out anymore you know what I mean like just yeah. just like you said having just sitting there and having your coffee for two hours it's not something that people do here that much wow and that is so necessary because I mean I agree for you to get deep you know there's one mm -hmm. thing if I sit down 15 minutes with you we're going to talk about oh work is like this yes relationship is okay oh family yeah they're fine and then we say goodbye if you sit there for two hours you have the mm -hmm. opportunity to go deeper and actually like create a connection isn't it and, I agree. And you are actually not doing, you're doing nothing. It's just you and mm -hmm. the person or the group. So you have to talk to each other. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. I don't do that I agree. often, but, mm -hmm. but I love that. I think that's really cool. Hi, everyone. This is Erica. That's it for today. We hope you enjoyed part one of this series on how is it to live in Tenerife and in the USA. On the next episode, we're going to discuss uh, healthcare systems, people, customer service, food, sports, entertainment, and the weather. We really hope you loved this episode, and uh, we will see you on the next one. If you love this episode, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and let us know in the comments what, what did you think about it. Uh, by the way, where do you live, and how is it where you live?